welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition or episode of Zero Hours with Mikey Brown here. And there's a lot of things we could talk about today. You know, the same old, same old. We could talk about the election fraud, you know, coming up in D.C., the big uh, electoral acceptance or whatever in the rally for the Trump people, expected 3 million in D.C. on Wednesday. So, I mean, it should be uh, interesting to to watch that. But I think I'll wait till after. I mean, I'm a, I don't always want to talk about politics. And really, I mean, it's down to the, it's down to the wire here. we got a couple weeks where it's going to be hit or miss. So we got plenty of time to talk about that. Sorry, I had to get a drink there. Um, or we could talk about, you know, the, the, the old dependable Mr. Wu flu and the vaccine confrontations we're having and all that. We kind of hit on last episode. And I think we hit on the stimulus last episode and how much we dislike Mr. McConnell. I don't think we need to do all that. Uh... Again today, so I decided I'd, I'm just gonna go off on a uh, on some other subjects. It's like a uh, you know to start the new year. It's like a pissed off potpourri kind of thing. You know, it's uh, everything and anything. So uh, one of the things I get, and this is bad. This is bad of me uh, as a person, really. Uh, there's just some people, and it's mostly personalities like tv or movies or a singer or something that you don't even give a chance to i mean i i look at them and i just look at them and i i want to just crawl through the tv or the radio waves and just smack the piss out of them and and it's usually it's not Anything, you know, there, there's the obvious. There, there's the Cardi B's of the world because I just don't like how she is. You know, she's loud, obnoxious, her and Nicki Minaj and, and stuff like that. It's like, uh, I'm not into the real mouthy people. I like the strong, you know, puts it all out there. People like, you know, get you get a Beyonce or a Tatiana, of course, from Ginger. People like that that just... You know, they do their music, they're cocky and they're arrogant, and they have to be. You know, you got to be a little bit egotistical to be successful. But then they're, this is the point where, and, and, and what's sad is, there's a lot of people that's just, you know, they're not even player, they're not even big time players. I mean, it's just, for example, and, and like I said, this doesn't, this is stupid, but it's just been on my mind. It's like one of the things I'm going to bring up. The movie Grease, you know, it's an old movie with John Travolta, Olivia Newton-John, you know, the musical about the 50s, and I mean, I think it came out in 78, and I've watched this movie, you know, hundreds of times, because when it was, when it came out when I was 9 or 10 years old, and I thought it was the shit, you know, it was just the cool, the Thunderbirds and all that, our T-Birds, you know, and... Travolta was one of you know I've seen him in Saturday Night Fever and then Welcome Back Cotter and all that stuff so 
I mean, I didn't want to punch him in the face till much later in life. And I still actually, I hate to admit it, but I still like most of his movies. I mean, I really do. I don't think he's a bad actor at all. I, I don't know his personal life. I, something about him, you know, with Scientology maybe is creeped in, but I still don't have a vendetta against John Travolta. But in the movie Grease, you know, there's Kanicki and there's, you know, the other people, um, Sandy and Rizzo and all these people. I don't have no hatred for them. I mean, it's like, I I watched this movie and there's one part at the end where they're dancing at the carnival and there's this two-bit player I don't, and he wasn't even a side guy in here. It was like, a, he's like an extra. He's He's in there for the dancing or whatever. And he just does this stupid little waddle walk thing and acts like he's smoking a cigar like a Groucho March Marks kinda kind of uh I don't know, like he's smoking a cigar, the Groucho Marx kind of moniker that he did. And every time I watch that movie, I don't know why. It's like I'd be I'd be into the movie, you know, and they're all dancing, you know, it's stupid enough, I know, musical, they're dancing and stuff. This guy starts, to, he does that waddle and that Groucho Marx thing, and I just want to kill him. And, and it's like, why Why does that guy have to feel my wrath? You know, it's like, he didn't do shit but be in a movie. You know, and, and I guess, and there's 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 a bunch of other ones. Like, I, and believe me, I don't know. I don't really know why it is. There, there's a part in um, Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead, you know, it's, it's not a Simon Pegg part or, you know, it's 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 nothing to do with the main character. It's not Philip, it's not his mom, it's it's not Ed, you know, it's just like it's not even his dickweed roommate, you know, Pete. Pete. I love how he says Pete and that, you know. Anyway. And but there's this kid and and he's not in the beginning, you know, like the beginning there's the soccer kid. And as it goes on, when they turn to zombies, the doc, soccer kids out of kicks the ball, and that's kind of they kind of realize something's fucked up when that happens. But it's later in the show where it's like I don't know why it is. <laughs> there's, there's a bunch of people around the Winchester, and they're all kind of zombieing around, you know, and. and they get to the point where they make a no the noise and all the zombies turn around and they're trying to get in to the break the doors in. And there's this, he's a like probably a 20-year-old. I don't even know if he's that old. He's chubby, chubby kid, black kid. And he's got all white eyes. And he just does this weird thing with his head. It's like, <laughs> you just want, I just want to punch him. I I didn't I, I don't know I mean not not legit punch but it's just like I watch it I was like oh shut dude you're terrible that's terrible you know it's just it looks so fake I guess and and, and there there's a lot like that another one is a uh, a league of their own and it's at the end where they're the the girls are being in the, you know the the hall of fame they're all going to the hall of fame. And and I don't even know, to be honest, if this dude is the real dude that played, you know, that John Lovitz played 
at the end, John Lovitz played a character, the, the agent, that went and found these girls, like, you know, in Wisconsin and stuff like that. And at the end of the movie, the John Lovitz character is is going back to see all his girls. You know, he's at this Hall of Fame for the girls Hall of Fame wing or whatever it is. And they show this guy, and it's supposed to be the manager dude. And he's got this cigar, he's smoking, and he kind of, I guess his look, and he like looks looks one way, then he, he looks another way with his head up in Snootyville. But it's like, I hope to God it kind of really do. I hope it's the real guy because if it's an actor trying to play that, then he's freaking terrible. I mean, I just, I was like, God, that, this looks so fucking fake. And it irritates me. And it's like some all the movies all the movies seem to have one. And it's like they got one person that you just let's say, Oh, but you just you know, you're so smug, you know, it's like a TV show. My one of my favorite episodes of Seinfeld. And he he didn't want to admit that he watched Melrose Place, right? So he he Oh, it had finally his this girlfriend's floor he, he watched Melrose Place. He's like, No, I don't, no, I don't. So they get him to do a lie detector test, and he fails to. Te- he's failing the test, and then finally he snaps and he goes, "Yes, yes, I watch it." You know, Jane and Michael, and then he starts going off and off. And he goes, and at the end they're they're at Jerry's house, and him and Elaine and George and Kramer and all they're gonna watch Melrose Place because they always did, and they're all just sitting in front of the TV dancing to the theme music and. <laughs> and Jerry said something. I think it was Michael, Jane or Michael. I can't remember which one. He, yeah, he said, "Oh, look at them. They're just so smug, you know. Just look at." Them. And that's how. When he said that, it's like that's how I feel about some of these people, in a movie or a TV show. And, and God forbid, I really don't know. And uh, I know I've, I've emphasized that I don't know why, but. It's weird, and, and I always had it in the back of my mind that it's strange. It's like, why why do you care? But every time I watch these shows, because a lot of these shows I watch over and over and over again. And, you know, they're, they're like Back to the Future's got one that, that when he calls his uh, cousin, he's Marvin, he's calling Chuck Berry, you know, just when he's doing that part or when he's looking at him when he's, faltering playing guitar and stuff it's like dude you know that's just the it's not even a good look of surprise it's like i don't know if i call them a bad acting moment or just you know something that catches me as as silly or stupid or whatever much like people probably think of me you know so it's like i don't care that people think of me that way and they probably give two shits what I think you know they're in the movies and they're on TV and and they're you know whatever they are and, and there's so many examples that I could give but I I just wonder you know why that is why do I have like certain people I look at them I just say oh god hey, this it's cringe it's cringe and there's no reason for it to be cringe and it drives me insane but you know that's that's the thing right there that's that's one of my um little quirks that I have that 
I can't always get rid of, you know, and and you can't just say, hey, you force yourself not to, you know, not to feel that way. You, you, you just, you're going to feel that way. And I've talked about before, uh, like my celebrities that I've really wanted to ghost and, you know, with the, all the bullshit we had in last year, thank God it's last year now. In 2020, with the uh, with the uh, riots and the Antifa or Antifa, whatever you want to call it, and Black Lives Matter and the just the pure riot craziness, you know, and all mixed in with the Wu flu in the election, and it was a cluster fucking year, man, bad. But okay, the other night I'm watching uh, Ohio State game, you know, and I'm watching. And they weren't supposed to be there, and they were overrated, blah, blah, blah. And then they may be. Maybe they caught Clemson on their worst night and Ohio State's best night. I guess we'll see how how they fare against Alabama, you know, being you know, the shocks wore off, and, and maybe we're on too much of a high now. But anyway, but it's always funny to me that no matter what Ohio State does, and they do anything, the first tweet that Sports Center or anybody will go to is, "Oh, LeBron James said this about you know." I, you know, I'm to who fucking cares what LeBron James thinks about football? I mean, it's LeBron James. You know, if somebody farts crooked. Well, LeBron James thinks that was a very not. You know, wasn't as crooked a fart as it could have been. Or LeBron James thinks that's the crookedest fart ever. You know, it's like. I really don't give a shit what LeBron James thinks. And, and, and I don't know, I guess I, I don't like LeBron James just because his, he's, he runs his mouth a lot. I'm not, I'm not the minor, I'm not the majority, I'm sure. Most people love LeBron James. I like watching him play basketball. But when he opens his mouth, it's like, and the NBA is terrible for that. I mean, they all got these people that want to, they want to continuously run their mouth. And you know what? You're, you know, I mean, NBA's dropped off so much. And it's like, okay, you're basketball players. Stick to what you know. Play basketball. Now, if you want to trash talk about basketball all day, go ahead. This is like a football player. I don't expect Tom Brady or somebody like that to to tweet a, on, you know, every basketball thing that happens. You know, I'm sure Steph Curry got that 62, and believe me, I don't follow the NBA, but when you're on Facebook or fucking anywhere, me, we, anywhere, but that's got sports involved. I mean, ESPN has a love affair with certain people, and I happen to have ESPN because I like to keep up with, you know, trade talks of football and what coaches are getting fired or a bunch get fired today, and you know, I like to stay up with that, but I I get incessantly tired of seeing LeBron James and Steph Curry every time I turn around. And then Steph Curry had this 62-point game or 60-whatever yesterday or day before. And everybody in the world's got a tweet about it. Or, you know, they're, you know they got a show, bitch, you know, 62 points. Uh, Steph Curry, he took it personally about a meme. He was on the Jordan meme or something. It's like, you know, who gives a fuck? 
But I mean, that's the price I pay for following sports. I mean, Sports Center is a big NBA lap dog. They they absolutely pr try to pr pump up the NBA. The NFL's got their irritating fuckers too. Don't get me wrong. I mean, while we're on the subject of being pissy, you know, I I didn't watch the rest of the game. I went to bed last night, and. I mean, I was interested, but it didn't affect me. And after my Bengals got the slacking of a lifetime to end their abysmal season yesterday, I, I you know football wasn't top priority. I mean, the Brownies, you know, all the Browns fans I know, and it's like most of my Browns fans are respectable. So when they get they got they made the playoffs for the first time in eighteen years. Hey, kudos to the Cleveland Browns, you know. The factory of sadness, the, the, the sadness people have endured. And I know all about it being a Bengals fan. But at least, you know, we had some playoffs ex playoff experience in the past decade. It's just we couldn't win a fucking game. But, you know, it was this. So, anyway, I mean, sidebar, I, the Browns and Steelers will play again this week. A full, the first stringers of Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh. Uh, Cleveland's going to have a tougher game set up for them. But, it, hey, you know, it, it'll be, even if the Browns go one and done, the Browns fans are have got this whole week to be pumped up as hell and proud of their team. And, you know, even people like me that don't love, I don't love the Browns because I'm a Bengals fan, but I don't hate the Browns as much as I do the Squealers or the Ratbirds in our division. And, you know, I, I don't like Baker Mayfield, but, at the same time, if the dude competes, you know, so it's like, I, I give props where props are due. And I also give, you know, negative comments where negative comments are due. So I went to get, I, like I said, I went to, I was watching a game between Washington and Philadelphia, you know, the, the Washington football team, because I'm not allowed to say Redskins anymore. So they couldn't think of a fucking name. So the Washington football team, which is ridiculous, but whatever. Okay, we'll just move along from that. And they're playing the Eagles. And the Eagles, it was 17-14 at halftime. It was a good game. Uh, pretty, I mean, for for what it could be. You know, the Eagles aren't really, really very good. Washington's not extremely good. So it was like, eh. But it was for, you know, the NFC East title. So I thought, man, you know, the chance to play spoiler for the Eagles, if they beat Washington, then the Giants win the division, the Giants go to the playoffs. And either one of them is going to go, you know, they're going to play Tampa Bay, so it's going to be rough. Even if even in Washington, I think it's going to be rough. But let me get to the point here. So, like I said, it was 17-14. I went to bed. I wake up at... Four o'clock this morning to go to work, and I, you know, grab my phone and see who won that game last night. And I figured it's going to be pretty, probably 35, 33, something, because they were both kind of, you know, scored a lot of points there back and forth a little bit. And it's 20 to 14, Washington wins the game. It's like, well, you know, one thing I was glad I didn't stay up for that because that was boring. But I didn't really think much about it until I, I was I was getting in uh, my video feed, you know, and I was trying to watch some highlights of it. And people were just going off on Philadelphia's coach. 
And I'm like, okay, what's what's up with this? So I, I decided to listen to it. And they basically tanked. You know, they basically threw the game. I mean, I don't know. From what people are saying, it was pretty obvious that, you know, the last four drives of the game, they went to the backup quarterback. And, not, I mean, not even, you know, Carson Wentz was a scratch. So, it was like, this was Nate Sudfeld or whatever the hell his name is. So, they take Jalen Hurts out and they put Sudfeld in. Even though Jalen Hurts didn't have a good night. But he had two touchdowns running, but he wasn't throwing the ball really well. He's typical, you know, that that's the kind of quarterback he is, though. He's like a Lamar Jackson type. You know, except Lamar Jackson, he's got better receivers and shit around him. He can get away with torching the Bengals for 38 points. But he also runs a lot. So does Jalen Hurts and Kyler Murray. You know, they're all kind of in that same vein of quarterback. But you take him out and you put Nate Sudfeld in, who I don't even know if I've ever seen play. I'm sure I have. He's probably been there a while. And you don't score any points the second half. And Washington's abysmal offense only scores three. But Washington wins the game. And they're at seven and nine, the division champs, and moving on to play Tampa Bay. But I mean, how do you, can you seriously, as an NFL player, and you know the whole you, know, you got a crowd there. It's in Philadelphia, so you, your crowd has to watch you tank. On the you know, I just think that would be embarrassing as hell. And you do the flip side when I watched the game earlier. With the Tennessee Titans and Houston Texans, and you know, Bengals surprised the Texans last week. I mean, we had a game of our, you know, the game of the year was last week, and beat the Texans because we came right back to earth this week. And but the Texans, man, they were four and eleven coming in. JJ Watt had that big speech about we're not going to give up, and Tennessee kind of jumped on them a little bit early, and then here come Texans back. They they took the lead, and at the end of the you know, the the field goal to tie it, and then with like a minute left or under a minute left, and, you know, they just so happened to give up a big bomb. And this kid from Miami of Ohio, kid, uh, kicker for Tennessee, doinks it off the upright on the right side, but it went through. So Tennessee wins the game. But as a, a Texans fan, I would be proud of my guys because they played their ass off. To the very end. And they they could have tanked. They could have just said, here, you know, Tennessee, you want the division? We'll help you out. You know, it's South Division. We don't really care. We, we're not involved. No, they didn't do that. They played their ass off. Philadelphia fucking tanked, you know. And it's like, that's that would be embarrassing to me as a, if I was an Eagles fan. I mean, the Bengals tanked, but it wasn't intentionally. I mean, we just suck. And... I'll openly say that, you know, we, we, we just terrible. So I was pissed off about that and and it has nothing to do with me, but it's still at the same time. It's like, you know, fucking ridiculous. You're getting paid all this money. You're getting paid to play a game and you don't even try to win. And and the fans are just as bad to me. You know, like Bengals fans are fucking some of the worst. They wanted to start tanking when we were, you know, two and old two and 10 or whatever. We want a good draft pick. Yeah, it's like, no, you don't, you play to win the fucking games, man. And, you know, when we shocked Pittsburgh with Napoleon Dynamite as quarterback, 
But hey, I respected the dude. He took some shots. He controlled the game. You know, we we just surprised Pittsburgh on a very bad night for them. And on Monday night to boot. So, you know, we felt pretty good. And we go to Houston and played our ass off. Back and forth game. We ended up squeaking out a win. You know, the quarterback up quarterback looked pretty daggone respectable. It's like, hey, you know, we, the the beard and the stash were running all over the place. It's like, hey, yeah, we got a legit shot to, to beat the Ravens and to spoil their shit and gain some more and gain some respect. Won two division games this year. And just, you know, and of course we did. And, you know, that was I pretty self-evident when we were losing 17 to nothing already. And we got the ball at the 10-yard, 20-yard line. And it's fourth and one, and we decided to kick a freaking field goal in the first half. That just showed me, yeah, we we don't care. We just don't want to get shut out. That was the mentality I took. And, you know, the, the announcers and everything were saying, well, they do get the ball after halftime, and if they could score a time. And I think it was a fucking three and out, and they, Lamar Jackson rope, walked right down the field. It was 24 to three. The onslaught was on, and it, you know they let Dobbins run a seventy fucking yarder. It, it just irritated me. But I'd rather be irritated with a bad shitty team than to tank a game. And that's just my rant about that. That pissed me off too, you know. And I guess instead of going into you know an hour long rant, I'm just gonna go with my last little nugget of pissed offness today. And it's towards, it's really kind of towards myself and and in some ways. You know, number one is hypocrisy. And I kind of said, and I listened back, and and I don't listen to myself every single, you know. I try to listen when I do a podcast, and then I might go like two weeks, and then I'll go back and listen to a, a time and say, what was I thinking here? You know, that's kind of the point of what I do. So I go back a couple weeks and I'm talking about in one of my podcasts, I'm saying that, you know, I don't set times to do this, this podcast. I I just get something in my head and I go do it and I, and I go in my room and I talk it out. Well, now, then all of a sudden here in the last one, I'm like, well, every Monday is going to be my goal day to do these Mondays. And it's like, no, you just. You know, why'd you do that? You know, why now you got to set it up on Mondays. I understand. I guess you'd have to know my schedule and stuff because like it's like my wife works later on Mondays and she gets home later. So I'm thinking, okay, I got time here by myself. I would have time to do a podcast on Monday easier than any day of the week because I like spending time with my wife. It's the whole reason I went back to first shift. And it's like, I don't want to sit in here for an hour or something and have her out there, um, you know, doing nothing. <laughs> if I could be out talking to her and spending time with her. So I said, yeah, Mondays are great. And, may, you know, maybe a Friday because she gets home a little later on Friday. I could jump in here, you know, as soon as I get home and do a half an hour, 45 minutes, whatever. So I crossed my own line. And, you know, that pissed me off when I thought about that. It's like, you know, here you go. You just said three, uh, a month or, I think it was October. It was an October podcast. So two or three months ago, 
You're saying that you you know you you're gonna go in when you get a topic. You're not gonna force this shit. Well, then you're saying okay, it's Monday. I'm gonna do it on Mondays. And today happens to be the Monday, the fourth, like I said. But I was here, and my wife called earlier and said I wasn't even gonna do one. And then she said she was gonna be home later, and I was like, you know what? I had been thinking about this subjects for today, and I'll just go in and do it because now I'm thinking. Because I was trying to think of all the, the anything political and the woo flow and all that stuff. And I'm like, you know what? I need a break from that shit. Because, you know, there's there's two sides to every story. I'm not a... I hate... Um, I, I don't hate my liberal friends. They're my friends regardless, right? And I don't hate my family or friends that voted for Biden. I don't agree with them. But that don't mean I'm going to hate you for it. Now, there's some people that, you know, the extremists, yeah, fuck them. And I'm... I'm talking both sides. I mean, I don't want no extremist group representing me, you know, but if we're defend, if you're defending yourself, then, Hey, I'm all about defending yourself. I'm not going to lay down for anybody, especially, you know, what I call the lib, you know, the libtards. I ain't, I'm not going to sit down for it. But anyway, I'm not, I'm not getting on the politics. I swear I'm moving right along here. So I was upset about myself with the hypocrisy and, and, about that. And I'm really not pissed off. I was just more disappointed that I fell into my own little trap, you know. And the other thing is, I'm a big critic of of things. And, and, and being a critic's not all bad. But you have to see, you know, and like I do, I ramp, ramble on. I go, like, you know, like my sports center and LeBron James and all that shit. Uh, uh, that irritates me. But, you know, it's not really being a critic. It's just stating a fact that I think they, they are overrated or overused or over-talked about. I'm not, I guess, maybe it's just because I'm not a basketball guy. You know, I, I but it's that way with everything. I critic, I have a, I'm a critical guy about certain things and I will speak my mind. And, and being critic, being a critic, it, you know, is, it, it's good and bad. But, you know, like music. There's music that I absolutely can't stand. But I won't come on here or on any media platform and tell you how bad I think this music sucks. And there's a lot of bands, that, and I see people, you know, bands on their own pages or cover bands or this stuff, and they play this style of music or whatever it is. And it's like, sometimes I just want to say, man, that sucks. And to me, it just, I wouldn't, I don't want to, I don't want to hear that shit. Why am I listening to this crap? You know, it's just not my bag and it's, it's not all cracked up to be and this and that. But then, you know, and it's funny because I won't say nothing. And then I'll see those same people bash every other <laughs> fucking genre or they they got a band they just hate they come right out and say it and then it's like uh you know and, and it's not usually it's not local bands so i mean if you're a local band talking shit about another local band openly then you're probably an asshole i mean because local bands you try you know you, you do your own thing there's local bands that i loved there's local bands that I used to like, and 
I can't really take anymore. And then, there, you know, even my own stuff. I look back at some of the stuff I did in the past. It's like, good grief. I can understand why people wouldn't like that. There's also stuff I look at and I was like, well, how how did people not how did people not like this? I don't I don't understand. And and, and you know I do understand that a critic is a critic because they have an opinion about stuff. But I just I guess my my hypocrites and critic combination here is like you can't expect everybody to bow at your feet. And say, oh, look what he's doing. You know, he's the great, you know, such a great player, blah, blah, blah. While you're sitting there bashing other people. And and this is nobody I, you know, honestly, I don't. If I seen somebody local doing this, like, I would probably call them out. Because it's like, yeah, yeah that's bullshit. But, I mean, it's more like the mainstream media doing it. It's like all the jokes about Nickelback. You know, I fall into that, too, because... I think Chad Kroger's a, a fucking asshole. I mean, he, he looks like an asshole. He talks like an asshole. One of them guys, you know, like I was talking about earlier. You just look at him and think, oh, this guy's a dick. And and then he opens his mouth and half the time he is a dick. You know, he, he talks bad about other bands. And other bands talk just bad about him. So, you know, the big majority of it is an upper, upper shalot. Now, there's a song comes out. Even with the band I like, and it's not their greatest song, I'll say it. And if it's a band I really don't like, but they put out a good album or a good song, then I'll say something about that too. But I just don't. I don't go hardcore with it. It's like a you know Metallica back in the way day, way back days. I thought we're badass, and then the, you know the Black Album came out. It's like eh. The reload and load and reload and all that. No, I didn't get into any of that. I didn't like, you know, about everything after that. It's like I, I just wasn't a fan of it anymore. So it's like it's not, that's not all bad. I still listen to Metallica. It's just they're not in my upper tier of bands anymore. And that's okay, you know, and I'm sure they don't give a fuck. I mean, because, you know, they appeal to different fans every time they put out a new album. They get different, more interesting, new friend, you know, fans and friends. And, you know, they put out songs on certain albums that are great. So, they, they save themselves in my mind, you know. And I'm not the fucking Roger Ebert of music, you know. I mean, I'm just not, I'm not a critic. I, I mean, I, I listen to something and I, I either say straight up, I, that's pretty cool or I don't like it. Or they shouldn't have done that. You know, that's that's like, why did they do that song? And, you know, and I, I guess my, my point of this is is the hypocrite and critic goes kind of in the same vein. Because you, you want people to like what you're doing, but if you don't like what they're doing, you know, expression's expression, right? So it's like, okay, maybe I shouldn't, but I don't, and in my defense... I don't go out and mar people on social media or, you know, just to their face or whatever. If they ask me a direct question, I'll tell them. But I wouldn't make a point of saying, no, that sucks. Dude, that just sucks. Why do you guys even do that? Blah, blah, blah. But now if they ask me, so what do you think of this song? And I thought the song sucked. I'm going to say, I'm not a fan. I think it sucked.
Yeah. It's just my opinion. My opinion means shit. But you asked of my opinion, so I'm going to tell you. And and sometimes maybe I should do that more open. Maybe I should be on the offensive, but I'm not. And it's like, okay. It is, at that point, you know, it's my opinion. I'm, I'm a critic. If I'm a hypocrite, I don't know. But, I mean, it pisses me off when I do do that by accident. So that's kind of my last round of the piss, piss potpourri, you know, pissed, pissed off potpourri, I guess you call it. Just a few minor things. I mean, it's like it's weird shit to talk about. and <laughs> I don't know why it came in my head today, but it did. It's a it's a break from the woo flu. It's a break from Trump against you know you got all the orange man bad and Kamala's and the piss pants and oh uh, now the Georgia you know the Georgia runoffs are tomorrow. That's a big deal down in Georgia, you know, with the Senate races. So because you know if the Democrats control everything, we, we might be in in some trouble as you know, God-fearing Republicans here, you know, but we'll wait and see. I mean, the runoffs could go either way. And we'll see what happens on Wednesday because, you know, I just can't see the Don making a big deal out of uh, getting to D.C. if he's not going to have some kind of fucking majestical (laughs) fucking attempt, at least, at overturning everything. So, we'll see what happens. And maybe I'll I probably, if something magical happens, or not really magical, just astronomical, I guess, for either way, I'll probably pop back in here, you know, before the week's over. But if not, you know, I'll just, hey, I'll probably see you when I want to see it. Now, like I said, I don't want to be a hypocrite, but Mondays are my best days. But if I don't have nothing to say on a Monday and I got it, it comes in my head on a Tuesday, that's the way it's going to be. But. I just throw that out there, just giving a little piece of insight into this fucked up brain I have, and, um, you know, hoping everybody's starting out the new year in a good way, and, you know, we had one, I've seen some, one, some, somewhat of a celebrity death, I guess I should, uh, Alexi, who was a guitar player and singer for a band, a lot of you might not know, uh, Children of Bottom. Or Bodum, however you say it. it, said both ways. So Bodum, I call it Children of Bodum. Um, they were together for like, like twenty some fucking years, and then last year they they kind of broke up, and then he, he, they had this band called. He was the front guy in this band called Bodum After Midnight. I think they were from Sweden or Switzerland. I'm trying to say. I, and I, I, I mean, I didn't go out and buy their albums or nothing, but I heard a lot of their songs. They did a lot of cool cover songs, like "Look What the Cat Dragged In by Poison." It was like in a heavier style, and I mean, they did some interesting things. And uh, you know, it sucks. The guy was like, he had some multiple health problems. He was like forty-one years old, you know. And it's just that's the the worst uh, for death, you know, celebrity death for the new year, which. Let's hope there aren't many, you know, unless they, you know, the older ones. I mean, Don Wells died the other day. I can't remember if that was this year or was it the end of the year. I think that was last year because I think I talked about it on my last podcast. But still, you know, that sucked too. 
and this COVID's taking these older people, but this uh, Lexi was not, from what I read, just multiple health problems, not an overdose, not anything crazy for a rock star, but so our, you know, rest in peace to Alexi and any children of Bodum fans out there. And for the night, that's all I have. So it's been a little off topic, but you know, I still, still my ramblings, my city bitty, city Billy ramblings. So until next time, always trust and believe in your conviction. And please, for the love of God, stay safe out there. We'll see you next time on the Zero Hours.